Hello everybody, welcome to ZK Live. My name is Zach Kenny, I own ZK Painting, and this is our, uh, it's three times a week live show right now. It's about to go to two times a week because this is getting to be a lot. Um, but really excited, we have Chris Polidoro from Shoreline Painting on. My God, let's go! We're in! Man, they don't make it easy. That's it. What's up, buddy? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. First thing, did you win your match? Of course. Let's go. Of course. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So this is Chris Polidoro. Tell us about yourself. Wow. All right. So Chris Polidoro, I'm uh, 33 years old. Uh, uh, operate Shoreline Painting and Drywall out of Connecticut. We have an office in New York City. Um, run about 80 men right now. Uh, big golfer. Love to golf. Um, yeah. How did you, so how do you get started in the business? Uh, I got dragged in, dragged in. Uh, father had a painting company, had nothing, you know, I wanted nothing to do with it. Went to school in South Florida, hospitality management. Uh, worked at a Waldorf Astoria for a little bit, stopped that, started a car wash. Um, sold my car wash down there and my dad was begging me to come up back to Connecticut and help him with the business. We were running like 15 men at the time. Um, back in the day, he had a huge company, you know, 150 plus guys, non-union, high-end residential, um, and then just scaled it down over the years. Um, and when I came in, we, he was running 15 men, really one crew, job to job, you know, and, uh, yeah, that's how I got started. So you you live in one of the premier markets in the country, right? Greenwich, yeah, New York City. Yeah, there's a lot of money and a lot of people who want nice things, right? Yeah, uh, you know, average home, you know, that we're working on is five million up usually. Um, you know, yeah, it's 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 definitely a very high end market. Um, you know, we have five major towns in Fairfield County, and then really all of Westchester, all the way down to the city is, um, and then we have Manhattan, which we've expanded into. So, but because like, with that also comes a very market. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, we, we, there's, you know, there's tons of painters and I'm sure like there's tons of painters like everywhere else. But, you know, we have some we have some good firms out here, um, you know, 20 to 30 man crews that can compete, um, you know, decent quality. You know, there, there's no one that really blows me away um, besides Manhattan, um, you know, so I kind of got that cornered. But, um, yeah, that's my nephew Carmine, everybody. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah. That's, that's interesting. So, you're, I know, like you said, 15 guys. You said your dad had a 15-man crew, that, like a 15-man team, and it was just one crew. Yeah. Pretty much. How that works, because that is not very common in the residential world. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's kind of, you know, we're, we're definitely not a common contractor. I mean, when we're going to new construction projects. We're, um, you know, we're not sending a four-man team. You know, we're, um, so the way he was doing it, basically, you know, he had one manager, uh, two vans, and, you know, they would just go pretty much job to job. Um, and he was known to, you know, blitz houses. I mean, obviously, if you have a 15-man crew, you know, you're moving th through pretty quick. He wasn't a good schedule either. So he was, you know, he was basically from his, you know, he was down to his car and his phone and really no office out of the house, um, you know, and he was just, you know, he was running them that way. Um, you know, I remember growing up, you know, going to his office, he had a, you know, huge office in Stanford, Connecticut. 
um, tons of trucks. And, you know, I think he just, I think he just had it with the contractor world and, um, you know, basically went down to a couple contractors and homeowners. That's interesting. So what would you say your dad's like biggest strengths and weaknesses were? Like what helped him get there? And then what did you have to, what, where did you come in to sort of I mean, I was younger, you know, so I really wasn't too involved. But I mean, he, he was he was one of the best best salesmen I ever met, um, hands down. Um, just a real personable guy. So if you started using him, like you, you just weren't using anyone else. Um, and yeah, I mean, he that's and then his weaknesses was, you know, I mean, listen, he didn't use a computer. You know, he was you know handwriting estimates. Um, you know, things that I thought were just crazy. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, he, he, he asked me to come up and kind of like streamline the business and, um, basically wanted, you know, his legacy to live on. And, you know, I took it over. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that idea of 15 guys on one crew, like I still, I, I, it blows my mind. Um, how does that, like, how do your projects go when you from the time you sell a job how does your schedule work and how are you able to manage people and get things done with that kind of like stuff happening like what yeah i mean so you know we're we're, we're pretty set up that way so we use uh we use builder trend you know which is a which is a the software um most a lot of builders use it you know to manage their subs and clients you know invoicing whatever you know we basically just use it for internal communication so we're, we're not we're, we've been using it for two years we haven't let our clients on the platform so we basically use that as an internal um software i have one person that controls it um from us we schedule through there also um and uh yeah so i basically have a client relations manager that manages that and she's like a li liaison between sales operations and our office staff. She's got a pretty big job. How many salespeople? Uh, we're three right now. We're four down to three. Okay. So three people sell the job. The job mm -hmm. gets sold. Then what happens? Job gets sold. Um, deposit re requested. Uh, job doesn't go on our schedule without deposit unless it's a you know client that we've been working with for years or it's a 30-day AIA rack. Or something like that, you know, from a homeowner standpoint, uh, we're basically, you know, job gets sold, accepted on our uh, software. Uh, we'll alert Allison. Allison basically sets it up in Builder's Trend, T-Sheets, um, you know, so basically all the legwork's done. Um, we also have a production intake form that the sales guy is responsible for. Basically, porta potty needed on site, you know, scale of one to ten, uh, you know, client, uh, um you know, we have this whole thing that I can share with you if you'd like. Actually, John Shear from Shear Painting hooked me up with that. Um, great, great, great tool. And um, so basically, we, we, we implement that. Office sends the deposit. Once we get the deposit, we're uh, put on the schedule. Okay, so then the estimator then, like, sort of says, here's how many hours. Here's, like, all the stuff that's going to get. Yeah, so in our, in our production intake form, we'll have man day, man hour, material budget um obviously address you know parking you know where are we unloading um you know anything specific that the you know operations team would need to be successful um in starting the project bigger project we'll walk one of our field managers or director of operations through um you know if we need to i think we're at a point now though with our director of operations he's been with us 25 years he was basically with my father as well um 
you know, he's, he's definitely the GOAT. Um, don't know if I'd want to do this without him. Um, you know, so he, um, I mean, he, he, he gets it at this point, you know. Um, so unless it's something super specialized that I want to walk the team through. And um, uh, other than that, it's basically production intake form, uh, conversation, you know, could be a conversation. But Allison really bridges that gap, my client relations manager. Um, okay. Yeah. Hired my mother last year, which was a great move. What does she do? Um, she is my COO. Came from corporate, uh, corporate America, 25 years, worked for Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway. Um, she ran technology globally. Um, so she's basically streamlined a lot of stuff for us. Um, so that was a great move that I did and, uh, she's thrilled. I'm happy working with her. Um, you know, so it's, 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 it's been a blessing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, the per so tell me a little bit about the production, the operations manager guy. Yeah. So Antonio, uh, been with the company 25 years. He, uh, he successfully manages, uh, four field managers, 12 site managers, and about 80 men. He's a, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. Um, so he, he then, like, the schedule comes up. He sees the job is coming. Like, he's planning in advance. He's trying to stay ahead of the game for everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so basically, I mean, I guess we're set up. Let me give you a little background. So basically, my, my shop, I had a huge shop. You've seen it. Um, we got about 10,000 square feet. We have a full inventory system downstairs. I have a uh, shop manager that just controls this inventory. He's the only one basically in and out of the basement. So, you know, job comes in, you know, whatever you need, you know, all your sundries, your sundries are pulled the night before ready for the site manager to, you know, load in the truck and go, um, you know, so he's got it down like that. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty organized. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, our, our challenge is we have more than, we have about 12 site managers right now and we have more than 12 jobs going, you know? So the field managers need to step in at some points. Um, you know, so even the sales guys sometimes, especially me, I mean, I'm selling 5 million myself a year. Um, so, you know, so I have a lot of jobs on a daily basis that I've sold, um, you know, that I have to kind of step in sometimes, but, uh, this year has actually been, I would say our best year yet. I mean, smooth. I really don't have a lot of stress. I was just telling my brother-in-law, um, you know, it's been a pretty smooth year. And I don't know if that has to do with the COVID situation or because we're not, we're not slower, you know, so. You down a little bit, didn't you? We did. And we scaled back up a little bit. I mean, my, my, my ideal position was, you know, I really wanted to run around like 50 guys, um, clean, mean, you know, not take on as much jobs, um, you know, because it was just getting a little too stressful, um, you know, and I was starting not, not really to like it anymore. Um so we're scaled back up a little bit. I mean, we're like at 80 men right now again. Um, and it's smooth, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see what happens this year. And um, then kind of take so it from who's responsible for taking the, from the sales guy and fit, like figuring out from this like, sales thing, what, how many gallons of paint I need, how many, like, how does that translation happen? So that would probably be, that would be with our field manager. So one of our four field managers, um, you know, would get assigned the job. So he might have right now probably six to seven jobs a piece on our field managers. So, you know, that's, that's on him. That's completely on him. So just look at work order for a project and going, okay, the color is this, the sheet yeah. product is this. I got to figure with, out. 
yeah. with help from Allison from the client relations side, paint schedules. You know, if we don't have a solid paint schedule, we'll put it in our template. Um, you know, if it's from a designer or whatnot. Um, but yeah, yeah. Then uh, laminated signs get made. Uh, that's Allison's role. You know, so um, you know, living room. You have ceiling, walls, trim, sheen, level, color on a laminated sign. No tape on the windows. You know, we used to put tape on the windows and write it. You know, is that a six or a nine? You know. So it's it's really clean, nice, professional, laminated, you know, um, per room on, on new construction. Room and there's the whole paint schedule for that room is there. Yes, on a, on a laminated sign just for that room. Then we'll have an overall, you know, paint schedule, but we do it by room on laminated signs. They're clean. That's awesome. Yeah, they're nice. So you have a dedicated guy in the shop and barcode scans in product and Varsco scans out product and equipment. Correct. That is mind blowing to many of us guys. Like the, the idea of a little bit of overhead is one thing. There's a man who's responsible to just dole out equipment and- It's a huge job. It's a huge job. It's 1200 yeah. a week. It's 1200 a week, you know, plus benefits and, um, you know, raise time off, you know, it's, um, I would think it's one of the more important jobs, you know, for me, I mean, you know, we're not buying $30,000 a year in materials. I mean, last year we spent over a million dollars with rims and, um, you know, we're buying, you know, 700 and mores and about 350 in fine paints. So, you know, it's a big, you know, it's a big job. I mean, just our sundries alone, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, if we're good on sundries, I'm going to put another $60,000 in my pocket a year. Easy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a big job. Just, just everything being barcoded and scanned in and out. It, it you have more supplies than the Sherman Williams down the street does. Oh yeah, my 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 you know my inventory system and my whole setup is it's a paint store. It's a paint yeah. store. Yeah, that's our stocks. Huh. You know, we have we have we have par stocks on you know tape and you know everything. I mean you know. So that that's a stock. So your your barcode system is connected to Rings In, so they know when to. We 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 tried that. Um, I didn't love it. It was it was too much. So basically, we just own it. You know, so we put in a shop order. Um, you know, usually we try to do it once a week. You know, and that's not we don't only get from Rings End, but um, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's basically once a week from Rings. Um, Everybody else, you know, it's, it's, you know, par stock. So they'll just have to order it, you know, Don John or, you know, whatever, whatever suppliers we're getting online and stuff like that. The size of company that you have gives you extreme leverage when negotiating prices, right? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. You know, Rings End is a first class operation and I wouldn't really be able to be as successful as I am without them. Um, you know, our, our manager, the, where we're getting all our paint from, I mean, I think he's got two guys dedicated to Shoreline, um, you know, and he oversees everything. Tons of custom colors. I mean, you know, custom matches, stain matches. I mean, they're on it. So I don't beat them up. I mean, they gave, I expect good pricing. And, you know, I know they, they need to make a certain, you know, point on it, you know. Um, so I'm not going to beat them up. But, um, you know, they do the right thing. You know, we, we, we partner together on a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really, really good relationship. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you said that you have a hospitality and management background. Do you think a lot of that 
what you learn there um, you apply today in what you do? I mean, from a, uh, you know, from a human perspective, yes, absolutely. From a, from a, you know, pure business perspective now. Um, I mean, you know, we are in the customer service business. So, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it, but um, you know, it's two completely different fields. Um, but, you know, yeah, definitely from sales and, you know, you know, you know, just from a human level, you know, I, I think it's you know, definitely helped. Yeah. Because so you said your dad was great at sales. You're obviously great at sales. You're selling 5 million plus a year. Um, and, and enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. How, so how does your estimating process work? Cause I would imagine, I, I know a little bit, but I want you to explain it because if you were to go to every job and break every job down with a pen and paper and, and measure everything to the foot, <laughs> like the way we, when you start small, you're like, Oh, okay. This, I got $34 for this over here. That doesn't seem very effective as you go to. What yeah. So, um, we have a couple different ways that we estimate. Um, I actually have a full-time estimator in my office that only estimates plans also gets our proposals out as soon as we send it to him. So basically he's in the office, you know, our, our, our clients that, uh, were basically did an estimate of 10, they're getting their proposal by 10, 15 and we're not doing it. You know, all our templates are in, you know? Um, so I got a guy doing that all day long. Uh, uh and does all, all the sales guys proposals, sends them out. Um, is before we go farther, how important yeah. do you think that you get your bids to people quickly? I think it's, I think I land a lot of jobs because of that. You know, I mean, I mean, we're there. I mean, sometimes by the time I'm pulling out of the driveway, they have it, you know, and you know, I, 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 what's up, buddy? I'm, I'm doing something. I'm going to come play with you in a little bit. All right. All right. Um, so he, um, what were you saying? Sorry. So that, that quick turnaround time, and I'm I'm interested in that, and I'm just like your whole presentation. Yeah, I you know so we use a, we use a proposal based uh, software. Um, it's called Proposify. We have you know sixty different templates in there. Um, you know, basically, it's already done for you. You just plug it and play it at that point. Um, and we're we're able to see you know how how long our client looked at it. They jumped right to the fee table. Um, you know. Did they, you know, did they even look at the scope of work we're proposing? Um, so we're getting valid intel from, from, from that. But yeah, I mean, basically our process is I go out and estimate it, uh, or one of the sales guys does. Um, we use, some of the guys use Asana to send in their proposals. Um, I don't like it. It's just, I don't do it. Um, I'm sure it's, I mean, we've, I've tried it. It's just, it lags. And so, um, I actually send all of my uh, proposals through WhatsApp to my guy in the office. Um, just easy. Just really easy. Um, he's got it in one place. It's one chat and, you know, pictures, everything. Um, he takes that, uploads it immediately and, you know, sends it out. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty quick. It's, it's, it's really quick. There's, there's not a time, unless there's something wrong with an email address or something like that. I mean that our clients shouldn't have their proposals immediately. And, and I don't want my, I don't want my sales guys being bogged down doing that on site. I know there, you know, a lot of guys, you know, will do that on site and, you know, they'll sit there and it'll take them an hour to do, you know, 
no. I want my sales guys out there concentrating, selling, moving to the next appointment, you know, managing their clients. Um, that's basically what we got. So, so when you show up to a job to estimate it, how does that go from you showing up to the time you call or send the WhatsApp thing? What does that process look like? Well, it's funny right now. I mean, we're not even meeting with anybody. <laughs> it's bizarre, you know. Um, you know, it's not ringing the doorbell and, you know, saying, hi, Mrs. Jones, you know. Um, you know, so my office staff's doing a great job with that. You know, uh, you know, our sales guys will not be meeting with clients right now. Um, you know, we're happy to call you while we're there. Um, you know, I've met with a couple clients that want to meet, um, but I'll make sure I'm the one that's going to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's bizarre right now. I mean, I was on a, I was on an estimate the other day with uh, a lady on the phone walking. She was inside her house, walking around the house. And I was, you know, walking around the outside. It was just, it was, it was bizarre. So when you're, how do you look at a job? What does it go from the time you look at it to the time you put a price on it? How does that calculation work? How am I bidding it? Yeah. You want to talk about exterior paint job? Yeah. I mean, exterior paint job, I'm mostly bidding it by the man day. Um, you know, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, figuring the scope out, what we're going to do. and uh, But, yeah, most, most, mostly, you know, on-site bidding is done. You know, exteriors are done by man day. So that comes from you having experience looking at jobs. So you – because I know you look at a job and you put a number on it and, like, what – Quick. I can do it quick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, you do it so many times. I mean, you know, listen, if you don't know how many men that are, it's going to take to paint that house, you shouldn't be in the business. So, you know, if you, you know, I just think it's the easiest way to price something, you know? Uh, and if you have, you know, 10 of these estimates in a day, I mean, are you going to measure linear foot on trim on a, you know, 6,000 square foot house? It's just not going to happen. So, you know, if you can't price it by a man day, you know, and know your cost of what your men cost and what you want to charge a client. I mean, we're, we're in the business of selling labor. So, um, you, know, you probably shouldn't be in the business. Um, yeah, I mean, I can look at a house and tell you it's, you know, 87 men and, you know, I want it done in 70 and, you know, um, but yeah, it's basically by man day. You know, we treat a man day as eight hours. And are, you would, I'm guessing that you would rather like, like maybe not be perfectly accurate on one, but be profitable over all of them and get more action. Yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean, listen, if you, um, you know, it, it, it takes, a, it, it took my, one of my sales guy that does like 2.2 a year to grasp it. But he, I mean, and he's really, he's not a construction guy, not a paint guy, you know, he's got a master's in business, um, was my college roommate actually, yeah. um, you know, and he can, he can price stuff. I mean, he'll, he'll send me pictures and be like, how many guys, you know, and, and, and what he had it at and what I had it. And he's, he's, he's really good. You know, um, you know, my operations director is excellent at it too. My operations director could be one of our best sales guys. He will, he'll hit the, he'll hit the man day 10 out of 10 times. He's, but, we're, we're not, we're not losing on a man day. You know, that's the, the way that you've trained that, especially for your new guys, what's it? It starts with an A. What's his name? uh oh michael never mind yeah michael michael he came in he didn't have experience yeah he started estimating jobs and then you were looking at how his jobs that he estimated and sold, how they performed what he estimated and then Correct. he came down and go oh crap i underbid that job yeah and then he 
does some sort of homework to understand why he did? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if you haven't gone through pretty much every job, I mean, you know, we pretty much, we're not going to uncover something that, you know, on, a, on an exterior paint job that we don't know it's coming basically, you know, I mean, it's one thing if you bid a job that had, you know, 200 taped in lights that you were supposed to do and you didn't, you know, account for, you know, 200 taped in lights, you know, you just lost $15,000. Um, you know, so, you know, I think something like that, you know, but from an exterior painting standpoint, I mean, I, I can't see any, any of our people missing anything. You know, our, our carpentry's done TNM. We're, we're going to give you a ballpark allowance, you know, a do not exceed number. <laughs> Um, and it's 65 bucks an hour plus hard costs and materials, you know, so we give our clients really good deal on carpentry because we don't want them bringing another company. In. So we have a couple carpenters on staff, you know, go out and fix fascias, rakes, you know, whatever it is. Um, so from an exterior standpoint, um, yeah, I don't, we, we don't, we, we, we don't miss. It, it just, at, since the first time I've ever met you, you it, I, I, what struck me was how just like, like a matter of fact you are about all this stuff and coming from a guy who can overanalyze things to death, <laughs> um it it's 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 inspiring to just be like you know your stuff because you've done it practiced it refined it but it's just like every time i talk to you everyone will say like hey, just do it like just like go on and, and do it and it there's something about like not overcomplicating this whole thing that I think that is one of your most genius attributes is not overcomplicating everything. Well, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's some aspects of my company that are complicated, you know, doing a, doing a perfect high gloss wall is complicated. You know, I don't care who's doing it. It's, 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 it's complicated. You know, exterior painting is not complicated for us. You know, we're efficient, you know, you know, new construction painting is not complicated for us. You know, um, you know, so it's just, yeah, I mean, I just don't think it's that complicated. I really don't. That comes from just volume in general. Just like you've taken a lot of pitches, so you figured out how to hit. Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely. I mean, you know, I think that's a good analogy, Zach. But I, I also think that, you know, it's really just not that complicated. We're painting. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, we're painting at a high end level. Yeah, but we're, we're painting. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I love talking to you every time because it's rubbing off and <laughs> it's helping life. Um, someone asked, how does sales commission on jobs work when someone underbids the job? How does sales commission work on a job when someone underbids the job? Uh, yeah, so you, yeah, you got to hit a threshold on GPA. So, you know, our threshold is 40%. Or you don't get commission for that sale. Zero. Great answer. Great. <laughs> so, so then you have a your your sales guy. Your whole, I mean, to run an organization of your your size, everyone has to sort of get along, right? They're all pulling. I, the I actually, I actually got news for you. I got no sales guys on commission right now. Oh, all right. And so, I like it. That's interesting. How are they incentivized? Salary. Okay. So I would I don't mind putting a sales guy on commission, you know, but right now I presently don't have anybody on commission. That's, I'm, I don't know if I've ever heard that before. That's, I like that. Yeah. That's, so you have leverage. You're taking really great care of them. 
and saying, like, go perform or you just don't have a job. One of my sales guys drives a 2019 brand new Denali truck. So they get taken well there. And that's something I think that's true for everybody in your organization. You, you take care of the people who perform. And well, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, our core group, I mean, is, is, you know, is, is everything. It's, you know, um, could, could I, could I do it by myself? Yeah. You know, I could do this business by myself. I'd be working like a dog and, you know, it wouldn't be that fun. I wouldn't want to be as big as I am. I can tell you that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the most important things. You know, like I said, hiring my mom was probably one of the smarter, smarter things I ever did, you know, um, you know, bringing someone in. And if it wasn't my mom, she's pretty, you know, I'm just using her as an example, but, you know, 25 year corporate background towards the end of their career, you know, uh, took a severance and, you know, is, doesn't need to work, but, you know, is bored and, you know, she, she's, she's excellent, you know. And, you know, the people that we've put in, in, the, in, the, in place, you know, like Allison and Michael and Antonio and my field managers, it's, um, you know, we're blessed. We really are. You know, everyone's a big team and, you know, we all work great together. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm also not like a Gestapo, you know. Yeah. So having great people, like, like I think that just, it goes without saying, you have to have great people to have a great company. Um, how about the, the painters in the field? How do you find them? How do you train them? What What is that whole thing looking like? You know, so I, I've kind of, um, I was involved in that when I first, um, you know, came on board. But I really leave that to, you know, my operations team. You know, um, we have a very low turnover rate. Very low. So, um, you know, he, he he's in the, I mean, he's been here 25 years, right? So he just, you know, we know all the good painters. We know all the good painting companies, all the, you know, everybody knows each other, you know, in, in, in this world here. So, um, you know, I think people want to work for Shoreline. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely known as the premier painting company in Fairfield and Westchester County, without a doubt. Um, so, you know, why wouldn't you want to work for the best, right? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a huge asset that you have is your reputation. And so when you talk about a lot of this stuff, it's like some people might hear like having the like the ability to, to look, go look at a job and then call somebody else to have them send that estimate. Right. You have to have a certain volume to be able to make that make sense. You also have to have enough leads in the queue to keep going busy all day doing estimates. Uh, how do you how do you keep that? Is it all based off referral? Do you? No, I mean, to be honest with you, most of my estimates, I mean, are my connections are my, the people that I work with on a, you know, on a daily basis. Um, so most of the, most of the money that comes in is not from, you know, from, at least from my end, uh, you know, I would say 80% of it is, uh, that's Brunello, by the way, guys, my new dog. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's probably you know, 80% of my connections in my day-to-day, -day, you know, um, versus, you know, online estimates. You know, I don't really do those. So this is a trend that's happening with all of these shows and all of these successful contractors is it's the relationships that you build and maintain that keep feeding you over time. Absolutely. You know, and it's also your performance, right? I mean, you know, if, I'm not, if my company's not going to perform, you know, they're not going to call me. I mean, we perform, you know, day in and day out for you know, high-end contractors and designers, you know, time and time again. So, um, you know, that's kind of what we built. Yeah, you're, you're a predictable entity. 
you, you've proven over time, call right. short, get it done, I don't have to worry. Absolutely. And there's such an advantage to that. That takes a lot of time. You know, some of the people watching are, are younger contractors starting out. What, what, would you, what advice would you have to young contractors starting out trying to build to the point where they have the reputation of a shoreline? Like, how do you do that? Hustle. Hustle. I hustled. You know, I took, I took zero, zero dollars in sales in seven years, turned it into five million. I mean, through my own connections. And so, yeah, I mean, hustle. Yeah. You know, get to work. Trying to make connections. How does it, how does a, how do you build a relationship with a GC that you've never worked for? It's tough, you know, I mean, they have a painter, right? They've been doing this for a long time. Um, you know, it's tough. Yeah, you got to get them to give you your first shot. You know, have you taken? Have you given lower price first time to get in the door to show them what you can do? Never, <laughs> never. Oh, that's not the answer I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> no, no. You know, listen. If someone doesn't see your worth, you know, then you're not selling it right. Yeah. You know, uh, why would you lower your worth? You know, to I mean, listen. I guess that's one one way to try to get a job. Um, no, but I don't like that sales move at all. That's what I did to get what I've got. Great. Because no one had ever heard of me. I didn't have any body of work. I needed my first gloss door, right? I was willing to do a gloss door for free at some point. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was willing to pay me a, a fraction of what I was wanted to charge, I was like, hey, I'll take that. Now I got a Hey, I got a gloss door. I know how to do this. It costs this. Um, not a bad move on a door, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, we painted a door and put it in Ring's End's, uh, you know, door showroom, you know, sick red. It's beautiful. You know, we've gotten tons of doors off. And so, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, when you said full job, you know, I'm thinking like, you know. So tell us, what's your average uh, project? A dollar? Uh, what kind? Let's, let's say new construction. New construction, our average ticket's probably 200 thousand yes <laughs> it's it's all like you again no nonsense like you the numbers that you talk about uh to a lot of people is crazy to think of uh, you know a lot of guys will do 200 will be happy to do 200,000 um yeah i mean listen you know we're painting massive homes you know with tons of millwork you know detailed millwork you know um you know i see like a lot of these like you know, jobs that people post on Instagram, uh, on like this Facebook painting contractors group. And like, we're not doing anything like that. Like these, these jobs are like insane, you know, um, you know, they're $20 million bills. Yeah. With you know? really high standards. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's perfection. Yeah. There's no, you know, yeah. I mean, you're dealing with a guy, you know, that's got serious money, you know, so you're not, you know, yeah. And he wants it perfect. I mean, most of our jobs are new construction jobs, unless they're like a, you know, two to $3 million spec home. You know, where it doesn't have to be perfect and, you know, just needs to be decent. Um, but our custom home projects, I mean, we finished one this year. It was a million bucks. You paint the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 18,000 square feet. You know, trimmed to the nines. I want to talk about um, fine paints of Europe gloss projects a little All bit. All right. Sure. Uh, talk about plaster. I saw... Okay. Hundred thousand dollar line item for plaster on one of your projects. Yeah. I want to hear how the how that happens. Yeah, I think 
I'm going to sign off because we're about to run out of time. So before we do, I'm just going to end this, start a new one, join it, and we'll keep going. Okay. All right. All right, we're back. Section two, or uh, part two, of Chris from Shoreline. Um, this is this stuff is this is awesome. Getting to, getting to talk to a guy like this, like before I got to fine paint certification, and I mean I saw him talk the first time, so intimidated, like that guy's on another level. Um, but to to see and hear what it's like to to be doing this type of scale. Um, is very impressive and you, you just sort of see um like he said it's not rocket science here we go yeah and the the the, the italian godfather over here that's what they call you uh all right let's talk a little bit about hall neck brilliant sure and a gloss job mm -hmm. Uh, as as much as you're you want to share because your processes are insane. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a it's a it's a huge pain in the ass. You know, you know, it's not all. You know, I know our pictures look great, and you know, um, you know, it's extremely difficult. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not. Um, we have it down. You know, you need to get yourself an excellent taper. You know, excellent skim coat guy. Uh, you don't have a great skim coat guy, you're doomed. You'll never get the finish right. Um, you know, it's that's really what it's all about. I mean, if you know how to lay Alkid down from a brush, then you should be all right. Um, you know, uh, spraying it's a whole different animal, you know, as you can attest to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, everything's everything's in that skim coat. You know, if you don't have that skim coat done down right, you know, you're sanding down right, you know, you'll you'll just never achieve it. So you guys do mostly drywall, right? There's not much plaster painted, painted plaster in your area. Yeah, we get, we get some like plaster molds and stuff like that where, you know, yeah, it's plaster, but so most of it's... In my world, like in Rhode Island and Boston, we, I think I, we only paint drywall and high rises. Everything else is blue board with skim, with a plaster skim on the thing. Imperial board, imperial board, imperial skim coat, yeah. But no, we, we have that on really on high-end stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So majority of stuff is five eighths drywall skimmed. So you're you have you, your skim guy comes in, you're skimming the surface a few times? Yeah, multiple times. Okay. Multiple skim coats, sand between coats. Because mm -hmm. we need not just smooth, flat and smooth. That's the trick, right? Correct. Yeah. The hard part is the flat and smooth part. Um from that, what's what's next? You have um you know, it depends. You say we want to say a spray job, so we're going to come in there. Um, you know, everything's skimmed. It's ready to go. It's sanded out to 400, and we're going to spray. Five, though, right? Say it again? It's not fair to call that a level five. That's level six. I mean, listen, that whole that whole USG scale, I don't even listen to it. Yeah. You know, architect calls for level five. They don't even know what that is. You know, yeah. what is that? Well, you know, that's three skim coats. Okay. If that's what you want to call a true finish. You know, a true perfect finish is three skim coats. Sure. It's, you know, that would be a level five. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm doing a job right now. I think we're on eighth skim coat. And we're not talking about just at the tape scene. We're no, talking we're talking about, yeah, full, full, full traveled walls. Full traveled walls. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what's your preferred, what do you use on that? Are you, blue compound? 
Um, we're using a lot of red top. Red top. Yeah, we're using a lot of red top. Um, red top or black top. Okay. And you're rolling it on, troweling it down, spraying it on. How rolling do you? It. Roll. Roll and troll. Roll. Which, walks. which, if you don't know what you're doing, is a disaster. I did it once. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're, you know, we, we got it down, you know. You know, my guys can, my guys can skin quick. You know, I got some really good tapers. Um, yeah. Yeah. You guys should all watch intently your posts because what happens on your projects is phenomenal. Just the craftsmanship that your guys are allowed to, that are able to perform is just like next level stuff. With yeah. four guys shoulder to shoulder to shoulder all performing at a high level. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely. So you're rolling and full skimming um the next step is what uh oil prime oil primer yeah um five things of your oil primer obviously correct um how many coats of that depends on the color depends on how many skim coats we did uh usually at least want to get two on there um get two really good coats of primer on there um turn the lights on you know, to see what you got. Um, from there, you know, you're going probably, you know, 6, 8, 12, 15, 2, 3,000. Um, see what you got there. Um, a lot of times we'll reprime it again. And we got a little thing, little, you know, little scratches here, there. You know, we're going to fill those, you know, and then we're going to reprime everything from there. Um, you know, and then we're getting that substrate as smooth as we possibly can. Um you know, we want to spray the least amount of Hallmark Brilliant that we can. So, um, you know, we're just going to continue to build up that primer. Yeah, I know some jobs I've done nine, ten coats of primer. Yeah, and I, I'm a huge fan of that process. Um, I learned that from you. We use we use that a lot, building our substrate with primer. Um, it's very effective. Uh, how do you guys spray it? Kremlin, only Kremlin. Yeah. yeah, we're we're only using Kremlin. Um, yeah, we've been we've sprayed brushing putty. <laughs> we sprayed, <laughs> we've tried everything. Yeah, we've done everything. Um, you know, we're really not getting into Swedish putty anymore at all. Um, we're basically not using that product on walls or ceilings ever anymore. We used to a lot, um, but uh, it's just too time consuming. Um, you know, you just. Yeah, I, I can't charge what I need to, you know, to start traveling Swedish buddies. Um, but we'll, we'll, we've sprayed brushing putty a bunch. Um, I kind of like that move. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it just takes forever to dry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's basically, you know, that's basically our standard method. You know, multiple skim coats, multiple prime coats, you know, sanding. Um, you know, and then the least amount of hot like brilliant. Are you using like a Mark V or some massive sprayer to spray? Uh, 1095, the brushing putty. Good, good. We uh, we get it through. It's crazy. Yeah. Take the film out. Ooh. Yeah. You still have to buy it in gallons, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is nuts. I, yeah. I do at some point. I do want to spray some brushing putty. I'm gonna have to. It's not. Yeah, you know, if you spray tough hide, you know, no. it's really not that much different than spraying tough hide. And we spray tough hide at 1095s. You know, a lot. So. Um, what say... is tough hide? And tell us about that. I, we don't tough... use, but. Yeah. We use a lot of tough hide on new construction. That's basically our like first like piss coat. 
um, to USG products. It's supposed to give you a level five finish, you know, whatever it doesn't. Um, you know, it's basically if you ever use first coat, it's like first coat's big brother. Um, you know, I got to spray it evenly, you know, so you definitely got to know what you're doing with it. Um, but you can build that substrate out pretty good on sheetrocked walls. Um, so if the, if the job is not called for a skim coat and, um, you know, we're at least doing tough hide. So, um, so, so we're not skimming the walls. We're at least tough hiding the walls. Or, or more like joint compound you're spraying. Yeah. It's like almost like a watered down. It's almost like a watered down compound is basically what it is. Uh, so it's a great product. You know, I get a great price on it. Um, you know, so we use it as basically our normal primer. Um, but yeah. Okay. So you've got the perfect surface perfectly smooth and flat. Um, do you like break down your enclosure, set up a new one, keep the dust out? How do you keep the dust out? Uh, <laughs> so I'll be the first one to tell you, you're never going to have a dust free finish when you're done. Um, you know, unless you're like Zach over there with these, with these crazy ideas with boots. Um, yeah, but like on an on-site job, man, you're never going to not have dust in that finish. Um, you know, that's in the sales process that you let them know. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Unless, unless it's, we're talking about perfection and we're talking about high dollar numbers, then I don't need to do it because we're going to wet sand and, you know, buff that substrate. But, um, yeah, it's definitely in the sales process. I mean, you know, I mean, you're going to have a little bit of dust, you know, um, now, sometimes the clients don't even notice it. I mean, I see it, you know, you see it, but sometimes the clients don't even notice it. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's uh, you know, there's really no secret to it. You know, it's a very clean atmosphere, um, negative air machine set up, um, you know, intake air, get the air out. Um, you know, it's nothing that, you know, I don't think any high-end contractor or painting contractor, you know, doesn't know. Um, you know, you gotta keep it clean, man. You know, Festool. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about um, plaster. Have you have you guys always been doing this kind of plaster work? Yeah, always. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, there's come some companies around me that just specialize in plaster. You know, they got like 10, 15 man crews and, you know, and they print it in the city. I mean, they're making big, big bucks. Um, you know, it's um, it's not every job. You know, we have a beautiful job coming up in uh, Westchester, New York. Um, it's an art pavilion. It's gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous place. Um, it's all glass. Um, we have a beautiful plaster job coming up there. Um, do a lot of plaster in Manhattan, you know, and then we mess around, um, with like Portola paints. Uh, we like some of their products. Uh, we like their Roman clay. We like their lime wash. Um, a lot of people don't know about that product. You should check them out. Um, they're out of LA, two brothers, uh, really, really cool company. Um, I really like their products. They have a, they have the best metallic in my opinion. There's nobody that makes a better metallic than them. Um, yeah, I mean, so we, we get into the specialty finishes. I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, it's rewarding. You know, it's good money. Um, yeah, and we're good at it. So mostly like Venetian plaster type of stuff. Yeah, Venetian plaster, matted plaster, high polished plaster, you know, um, pretty much, you know, anything. You know, pre pretty much any plaster. We're doing a lot of cement finishes. Um you know, Romo Bio makes a sick bio cement. We really like Rings. Rings brought them in, so we've been trying to support them a little bit. Um, Moed makes a good cement finish too. Um, you know, and then we use a lot of Ferenz. You know, we use a lot of Mamarino. Um, they have a place in Miami and um, Queens, uh, so we use a lot of that their their products. Yeah, I I definitely want to get into that a little more. Um, 
we're doing a metal project down in DC where we're trialing on the metal. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know that we we're not, we haven't got into that. Um, you know, it's just, uh, definitely something I would look at though. I think it's a pretty cool finish. Um, my, my, my head foe guy would kill me though. If I started selling more, more finishes, cause he's pretty, he's pretty jam packed as it is. Yeah. So you have a, you have a dedicated crew to the foe stuff. Pretty much. I mean, you know, they, I mean, they can pretty much do everything, you know? So if we're not doing plaster work, you know, they can brush Hanlack or, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, we have certain guys that, you know, not my, not my whole crew can pull out finishes like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, any tips to, or like, how are you able to put so many people on one site and have it be efficient? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I think everyone has a job to do, you know, so if we're prepping trim on a, you know, let's just call it a 10,000 square foot house and we have, you know, third and second floor, you know, 15 guys prepping that trim, you know, they're not going to even finish in, you know, in a couple of days. So, you know, I mean, it's just going to take you more time. So, um, you know, on our prep crews, you know, we want to, we want to blitz the prep phase of it. You know, I also feel with more guys, less things get missed, you know? So we have one guy always behind everybody checking, you know? Um, I think they work better as a team. You have two guys, you know, or four guys in a massive house like that, they get lost quick, you know? Um, so that's kind of my, my thought process on it. Are your guys, do they all have their own kits that they show up with as far oh, as? Absolutely. Yeah, spatulas, probably nice brushes. All my guys have their own stuff. Yeah. It's theirs, you know. We don't, we don't do fence that. Have... Say that again? Do you have like a list of things that they're supposed to have? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, let's, let's talk about Cedar Shake roof coating a little bit. Sure. Love it. You guys are washing a job for me tomorrow, I believe. Yes, we, yes, we are. Um, and I'm going to be courting that and watching that. And how, so for people who don't know, what is Cedar Shake Roof Coating to start, I guess? Yeah. So we have a, we have a division called Cedar Roof Coatings. Uh, all we do is wash and preserve cedar roofs. Um, most of the tire end homes here have cedar roofs and people don't maintain them, you know, an average cedar roof, you don't maintain, you know, it starts looking, you know, like cedar not touched and, you know, you start, uh, you know, it's, it, it starts deteriorating. So, uh, but basically what we do is we wash with a, uh, almost like a hydrogen peroxide solution. Um, bubbles up the, the cedar, organically cleans it. Not going to harm plants or, you know, lawns or anything like that. Um, you know, no bleach, nothing like that. Um, you know, uh, soak the product on, you know, really let the product do the work. You know, you don't want to get a lot of pressure on these roofs. Um, you know, let that sit. And then we put, a, uh, you know, high, uh, high solids oil on it. Um, and you guys are traversing these massive homes without lifts. You're using, you're belaying and like you're mountain climbing these. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we basically treat it like a tree company. So we're harnessed and ropes. Um, you know, I've done, I've tried to do this every way. Um, you know, you really got to get the right crew to do it this way. So, um, you know, the crew that's been with me has been doing this about 10 years. Um, and you know they're excellent at it you know it's what they do you know and and they are some of my best painters also so when, when roof time comes we lose like we lose like you know six excellent painters you know but but, but uh yeah yeah so it's, it's all it's all harness and ropes yeah that's it how, how did you what was like what did that look like the first time you were like so my dad always used to do cedar roofs with ladders 
and ladder ladder hooks. And it was I always used to watch it be like that like that's so inefficient, you know like that's like that makes no sense like what are you doing, um, you know and yeah I mean it was just why why I mean you could easily harness and rope yourself, um, and traverse the roof, and you know it's the safest way in my opinion. Um, Where do you yeah. We tie off to like you know massive oak trees in the back of the house or you know sometimes we'll try off to the you know the. Um, uh, uh, chassis of our truck you know so it's the front you know but yeah massive oak trees and yeah you, know, you got to know how to tie a knot i can tell you that <laughs> so that's what i'm so curious about the first time someone was like or you came up with the idea however that happened of like oh we'll just put ropes up what did you do so that you felt like you weren't going to risk your people's lives and say hey go up there on that massive 30 foot roof and start walking around with a rope to hold you like uh, you know it's a good question man i don't even remember how that happened <laughs> uh, i really don't i don't remember how it happened um you know it looks you know from what i can remember it's pretty you know the guys obviously aren't scared number one you know you can't be scared you know going on a six-story roof um but no i mean it's it's i mean they got it down it's 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 i mean they're they're not gonna fall off the roof harnessed and roped in it's just you know it's not gonna happen but like but who, this is just such a Chris thing. We'll just do it. Like, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't know the first thing about ropes and knots and not nearly enough that I would feel comfortable up on a roof. You'll see it tomorrow. I know. <laughs> I did it before, last time. You did a roof for us last time. Yeah. It, Were you it, shocked? We're, we're going to show it because I didn't get to record the last one. We're going to document this so people can just see. Yeah. I, I've done some roofs and we've always done it off of a lift or we did a couple we did one roof. Right. When, when I called you one day, I saw you on a lift and I said, what are you doing? Yeah. We had to, we rented a $5,000 freaking lift, yeah. make big tracks in the backyard so that we could do this roof. Yeah. I watched you guys do that roof. I like, it was insane. So now I need to see like, okay, where are they tying off? How is the knot system working? I'm probably still going to have to like get a mountain climber out to like, <laughs> You see a tree guy. You just need a tree guy. A tree guy? Yeah. Okay. It's insane. So when you're washing these things, tell me about this rig. Because I called you to be like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to get a power washing rig. What's yeah. And then you, like, made me want to cry. Yeah. How much so, yeah. So so how I know this is from my, my detail business. Um, I also had mobile trucks in South Florida going out to people's homes and offices and stuff like that. So we built, you know, basically mobile car washes on the flatbeds of F-150s. So, you know, water tank, you know, pressure cleaner, you know, the whole thing, you know, hose, retractable hose reels. So we do a lot of washing for roofs, houses. I mean, we're, we're washing every day. Um, so I said, you know, how we're washing is so inefficient. You know, so basically I took the same method I had. I bought F-350 flatbeds, you know, and, you know, built my own pressure cleaning rigs. You know, so we have a thousand gallons of water um, and uh, between two trucks and, uh, you know, it's, it's fully plumbed and piped in. One of our trucks has four washers. One of our trucks has two washers. Plus you can run two washers off of a uh, hot and cold uh, pressure rig. Um, and... Yeah, so I'm able to run four pressure cleaners full steam with retractable hose reels in and out. You know, so we can, my guys can wash, you know, 
6,000 square foot homes, you know, multiples of them in a day. Um, yeah, I mean, you can really move right. with it. Yeah. So, where do you, I think about it. you go to? You go to wash something. You're right. You got to load the stuff into your truck and then take the stuff out, right? Set all your lines up. Now your lines are hooked and kinked. And I mean, it's just retarded, you know? So, um, but you got to, you know, you got to build the right system. You got to have the right amount of pressure on there and you could always dial it back, right? So you could always dial that pressure back. So you want to make sure you, you know, when you're doing, when you, if you're ever going to build something like that, you know, you got to, you got to build it right. You got to put some thought into it. Yeah. 500 pounds, 500 gallons of water. That, that weighs a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. It's some, it's some weight. Some way. So you're driving to the, to the job with 500 pounds. 500 gallons. That's like, that's a lot. No, it's like, I think a gallon is like 8.4 pounds. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot of weight. 2,000 something. It's insane. Um, you're, then you take water from the house to supplement because your machines would go through 500 gallons of water. Like, are you using more than 500 gallons to wash a house? Um, it depends. Really depends, you know. Probably not. I don't think we're using five hundred gallons to wash. I mean, it depends how big the house is, but no. But we're 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 like the water. Our truck will be filled there, and then you know we'll we'll refill it at the person's house or come back to our shop. Uh, we also bring a, a pool truck of water to our roof jobs. You know, so if someone's on well, you know, we come with our truck. You know, five hundred gallons of water. I mean, we, you know, eight out of ten of our jobs here, these people are on well. We're we have a pool uh water truck parked there all day and we pump out of we pump the water from the pool truck into our tanks and you know we go we get we use this guy jj he's got this little rig for us he basically it's only i think he only uses it for us because it's at our job sites every day and um yeah it's nice it's a good setup because you have what do you say four, two to four machines at eight gallons per minute something like that yeah like a massive amount of water is being yes. used at any one like at per minute and four gallons per minute out of somebody's hose off the house is not enough to no. you'd be empty quick. Yeah, I mean, our, we, we're running four washers on our roofs. You'll see it tomorrow. Yeah. You know? So sometimes, you know, the, the, the hose from the people's, you know, house is in, our, is in our tank. You know, it might be in our tank, you know, consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, and our tank probably tomorrow will be empty because we're driving so far. So. <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you might need that, that uh, wash truck, the, the pool we'll guy. See. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that. I actually wanted to ask you if you wash another house on the way, if the guys want to wash a house on the way home. <laughs> ask them. <laughs> the house between uh, our job site and home that, oh man, if they wash it, it'd be so much easier. I washed a deck today. I fuck. I absolutely hate power washing. Um, and I don't mind it actually. So well, it, when you have your setup, it's fine. But when you're getting the power washer and you're taking it off the truck and then you're walking over and hooking up your hoses and like, it's such a pain in the butt to just go to your truck, take some re reel off and start going. Like that's a completely different story. So what I did for my backyard when I when I renovated my house, I. I put an electric pressure cleaner in my basement with an auto with an auto on off switch to the gun. Okay. And I drilled a hole through my foundation with a retractable holes reel. So I have a I have a pressure cleaner on my patio that sticks out that I can pull from a retractable hose reel and power wash my patio in one second by the gun. <laughs> that is insane. So you just pull the trigger and it's instant on. Boom. Done. I was talking about that today. I was like, oh man, I, I want one of those electric ones. <laughs> so heavy, loud. 
that's insane. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and so you guys have been doing roofs for a long time then. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big business for us. You know, I love it. I love it. I got a great crew, reliable, responsible. You know, I really don't have to get involved with it. Um, I sell roofs, like, to my clients and stuff like that. Um, but I don't go on any of the estimates or do any of that. You know, Michael basically takes care of all that. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like the business a lot. I was at the house today, actually, that you guys did for us at the end of the year. And uh, it looks like a million bucks. The client was so happy. Love it. You know, and that that's where I want to get to is where we can do them quick like that. Uh, when I do a roof right now, it, it's a... Um, yeah, I mean, you'll see tomorrow. I mean, I don't know how big that house is, but I think you're going to be shocked how quick my guys do it. Oh, I know I am. I mean, I know I am. It's going to be insane. Um, so it, the, the roof gets washed. You're not using bleach, blah, blah, blah. It's clean. You let it dry for a while. What does the process of coating look like? Uh, so we're rolling it. Um, used to, we've tried everything. Rolling's are rolling's the best scenario. Uh, we roll it with Sherwin-Williams six-inch uh, microfiber. Um, we have extended poles that we use um, so the guys aren't, like, hunched over all day. Um, so basically they can stand straight up and roll the roof. Um, yeah, and that's what we're doing. We're rolling them out. High-quality content that you can have when we're done with that roof. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, because that's going to be – I'm going to – I'm going to see if I can, like, just keep batteries charged, and we'll do, like, a time-lapse of a roof. All right. Batteries go, we'll keep the drone up, and we'll do a time-lapse of a roof from the sky. Cool. I love it. Which would be pretty sick. So you guys are, like, soaking this, soaking the product. Guys are going through gallons quick, going up and down, filling fives, rolling yeah. out of fives. Yeah. Just giving it, it as much I think, the guy, I think the guys run two-and-a-half-gallon buckets up there. Um. And then we got one guy running up and down all day. Just feeding them product. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I, I'm really excited about – Those guys are moving quick. So, like, they, when they're going, you know, they're not doing, like, one shingle at a time. You know, I mean, we're, we're – they're moving. You know, basically, we're trying to get line by line, you know, on, like, eight-foot spans, you know, and just, you know, come right down. And now you have a – you've recently switched your incentive program for them, right? Yes. Yeah. So they – they get paid per job, correct? Per job. Even more incentive to crush. Correct. Which is once you, again, in the very the beginning, you can't pay per job because you don't even know if it's going to do well. Yeah, once and, you know, they're, they're, they're extremely happy, man. I mean, you know, I, I didn't nickel and dime them, you know. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a hard, it's a hard job, you know. Um, but, yeah, they're, 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 they're killing it, man. They really are. This guy, that crew is killing it. They're doing great. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. I think I, I'm going to start to see – now, you have painters doing it. I, I, I love the of, like, tree guys or roofers, people who are comfortable on the roof. I'm sure you could pay them more than they're making doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, to a certain extent. The problem is, you know, the problem is, yes, they're comfortable on the roof, but I think it takes a certain somebody to be able to wash, you know, those yeah. kind of elevations. I mean, the elevations of the roofs that we have, some of the roofs we have are, I mean, extremely difficult, right? Um, you're up there with water and oil products. And, you know, it really needs to be someone who understands coatings, you know? It's true. And you don't want to drop 
that bucket of steam off a 30-foot roof. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's never happened to us. can't believe it. I was, Listen, it might have. It might have. I just don't know about it. But <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that had to have happened at least once. <laughs> I don't think it has. I really don't. See, I think that's, like, a key – like, so much of the takeaway from what you're doing is, like, having unbelievable people in your organization. I watched your painters paint. When you have a team of awesome people, it's a lot easier to just paint. <laughs> or, like, to, to see to, – the way that you're able to just, like – you just do it. Like, you surround yourself with people with color, uh, which is something that I'm doing – and I think it's really important. Um, I worked for a lot of companies in the past where they're trying to find everybody on what they pay them. And you end up with people who suck and they need babysitting. Right. I mean, look, you know, I'm also not, um, I don't put my, what, you know, the guys make per hour. I don't, I don't deal with that. I'll, I made like, I'll make certain deals where I have to, but I don't get into the hourly rate with the guys at all. That's not, that's not in my, that's not in my uh, my job description. You're delegating to people and focusing on like what you need to do, and that's something that I've I had to learn. I started out with just just me, and the first people I hired were all horrible dopes. But because I, I I didn't know how to hire, I didn't know what I was looking for. I sure didn't have any money to pay anybody. Didn't think I had any money. It costs you more to have shitty bad people, but yeah, um, it, it wasn't until you know, the last five years where you start to find out, I didn't know that there was great human beings that were painters. Like, but once you find out that there's awesome people who want to paint, magically you start to find more of them. And now I have this company of like amazing people that I can delegate things to, give responsibility to, and not have to know all the little details. Sure. I think that's a... a I mean, that's the end game, right? Unless you want to be a technician. Yeah, to be a paint technician. I don't want to. I, I I had no interest in being a painting technician. You know, so you got to yeah. find. We still have we have a bunch of questions that I haven't gotten to. Go ahead. Telescoping. This is a random one. Telescoping wands. Any recommendations on brands? <laughs> You're probably not the guy to ask that. No, nah, that's not that's not my realm. <laughs> um. Oh, are, how about I have this? Are any of your Anybody else on your team on IG that people can follow? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not for like paint wise though, but yeah. yeah we got to get a couple shoreline guys posting their work, posting their stuff. Damn. Yeah, maybe I'll set that up. Yeah, I see. Like, I see. I see you doing that. You know, um, we've just, uh, you know, we've we're, we're we're definitely lacking in that. You know, without a doubt. I mean, I, I'm I'm running our Instagram account. For me, I I couldn't even get on live here. So like, you know, we're we're running our Instagram account. We have you know we have a whole you know website company that does you know our pay per click and all that stuff. But you know, I actually personally like running the Instagram. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I'm up to like thirty something. Very the owner, or at least the salesperson to run. Yeah. The yeah, and you know, I think um, you know I get good content. The guys, you know, we have a Shoreline WhatsApp group. You know, and tons of content comes in there. And then when I'm on job sites, I'm always doing content. Um, but, you know, we need we need to get on, like, a steady regiment with it, I think, a little bit better. Um, but, I yeah, think I think – yeah, I think some of my guys that could have um, – if some of my guys could, uh, 
do that. I think they really, I think, you know, I, I think, that, I think uh, that, that we get a lot of good content from it. Yeah. And they, they love it. They get to connect with the other painters. It's a great way to share information with people. Um, you mix it in a drink? I'm open a bottle of wine. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I found I think all my people would agree it's it's been valuable and and very like fulfilling for them to be able to share their stuff. So you have some rock stars on your crew. I, I'd love to be able to have them get on there selfishly just so I can see what they're up to. Sure. Uh, it's been great for for so many reasons. Yeah, I see Phil. I see. I watch Phil stuff all the time. Yeah, it's, it's, the guy had a freaking uh, camera hanging from a mini. Yeah. Handle. It's, it's insane. I walked in today and the freaking vent to get the shot. You know. Good for him. I like it. Yeah, totally. Um. We actually have a no cell phones policy. Now, so that might be a problem. He, that, <laughs> you know, when you, got, when you got as many guys as I got, man, the cell phones is a problem. It's a big problem. You know. Oh no, I was just doing this. I, you know. You know. You, it's tough. Yeah, I I think if you had an assistant that just followed you around, they could then take a lot of this stuff because it does need your input. Like it needs your voice. Well, yeah. What I was what I was saying uh, what I when we were talking the other day, you know, I I think I might hire like a full time person that just does that. You know, um, yeah. I think it's I think I definitely I think it's great. Idea. I say we're content creating machine like our, as a company. Like I just have people that I'm paying to do work that is unbelievable content. You are like 14 levels above me. The amount of like insane content that you are creating each day that goes unrecorded is mind blowing. Oh, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm doing a sick exterior right now and I've been there, you know, a bunch of times, but I'm, I haven't really got that good content, you know? And I mean, if we had, I mean, the house is sick. It's just, you know, if you had, like, some drone footage of it, and you know, it would be unbelievable. If you had somebody who was responsible to make the plan on how you would document that project, just spending three hours making a plan to then implement of how the documentation of that job would go, like, that's how we're thinking now. Like, okay, the next project's coming up. What are the things that we're going to do to highlight this project? Because, <laughs> I love it. Like, it's good. It's I like good. it. Part of the planning process is ordering the paint now but that's going to lead us to the next project like that it's going to i mean i talk on the phone with clients and they're going through my instagram feed looking at other projects getting ideas you know it, it it's a sales tool at the end of the day um so yeah like we're pr definitely prioritizing how are we going to capture this stuff um because once it's done it's done like once you took that white primer that gray primer ball and sprayed maroon gloss on it like you're you don't get to go back and record that again but that maroon gloss being sprayed over a primed wall is gold yeah um same with just watching you know the time lapses you guys could do of just you see my tick you see my tiktok videos those are pretty good huh exactly man now now again it's not fair for you to add this to your it's a lot of time, but you yeah. can get you could get a marketing person that if their job was social media, dude, it's gonna blow you up. It's insane. You're sitting on a gold mine of content. Agreed. And I'm just gonna keep poking you until 
something happens. But uh, you get stuff done. So eventually one day you're just going to have this like rock star person and you're going to be creating content that just amazes all of us and we're all waiting for that day. Um, all right. How about, uh, so we have some like standard. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's a bunch of questions that we didn't get to yet. Um, a lot of people want to know about the gloss stuff. Um, actually, no, I guess we kind of we got all these questions. Um, <laughs> Jake Bresson asks, how do you install glass on a ceiling? <laughs> how do you install glass on a ceiling? I think he's talking about the, your high gloss process um, and being facetious there. Um, we, we went over that. Yeah. Did you miss that? No, I think he's being, he's, he's acting, he's joking, saying it's okay. glass. Um, yeah. Best way for a homeowner to paint their cabinets. Oh, call shoreline. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. How about a DIY painting tip? Oh, oh man. Don't use oil. <laughs> if you do, just throw everything out. Right, just bucket brush. Um, keep it simple. Keep it simple. I would say, keep it simple. You know, latex. Um, you know, yeah. I'd say keep it simple. That's awesome. You're a bit removed from painting for uh, the DIY stuff. That's like, that's out of your. Uh... Oh, let's talk as much as you're comfortable. I'd love to hear a little bit. You, you like so casually dropped like, well, on high end projects, maybe we'll be like buff and polish the gloss but i know that's like that's that was like a viciously kept secret for a long time right it's now kind of like what do you I, think? I i i i think it still is i mean okay i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i we, think there's 10 contractors that can buff and that i know that can buff and polish oil paint we're not talking about catalyzed lacquers and clear coats. We're talking about oil paint. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, try to go try to buff a black oil wall, you know, that was just painted, you know, four days ago, you know, good luck. You know, it's, it's years, it's years. And it's for me, for my detailing business, you know, um, you know, how far can you push paint till it curls? Um, you know, I used to wet sand Ferraris and, you know, take them down and bring them back up to 8,000 grid and, um, you know, buff and polish them. And, you know, it's just, um, it's a different world. You know, you got to know what you're doing, you know, cause you'll just destroy it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, you know, if you've never done that. Don't try it, you know, or, or, you know, don't try it on the job. You know, you got years of, you got years of trying to buff oil before, you know, you'll be successful at it in my opinion. I agree. I, I was lucky enough to be uh, in the same room as you and Jack Andrews discussing um, buffing. And that's my, a painter. That's a painter. That's a painter right there, man. That is a painter. Jack yeah. Andrews, saw him on here earlier. Jack is going to be on here. We call him the professor. He's he's the best painter in the country, in my opinion. I, I wouldn't argue that at all. Yeah. Jack is an unbelievable painter, unbelievable human. Yeah, um, no, it doesn't get much better than that. Oh, you talk, and we're going to have him on, and people will hear. When you hear Jack Andrews talk about painting, it's... He's something. a painter, man. He's, he's, he's as good as he gets. Yeah. He's as but good as he gets. He, studied, he studies it at its core. 
Um, and he understands the fundamentally. Um, it's crazy. Every time I talk to him, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> but I was in that room and he had his buffing kit that he traveled across the country with. And we were at your shop and what yeah. started the, the words that were going and it's like, it is its own thing. And people do talk to me about buffing gloss and we, we don't buff gloss. Like, we've obsessed on how to get it off the gun so that we don't have to um, because it's so freaking hard to do. Um, sure. But yeah, everyone out there, go have fun. Try yeah. What you can do. Don't sell it. <laughs> don't sell it though. You can do it. Uh, and don't expect much information to be shared. It'll be It'll be yeah. Agree. Uh, and you know, that's if you can crack that nut. Uh, the same goes for if you crack the nut of spraying Eco Brilliant and making it look like Holland That's another. Again, very difficult. Very uh, difficult. But we, we do know Peter Bokan, and that man's been able to do some pretty amazing things with Eco. I got a new sprayer uh, that is, is actually my director of operations nephew. Um, Great kid. Love him to death. Um, getting really good with it, man. I mean, he's just, you know, he cares. He's practicing, you know. Um, he showed me a sample he did for a client. I walked in the shop today. You know, he was just, you know, it looked great. You know, it wasn't perfect, but it looked great, you know, and he was just so proud of it, you know. Um, really, really getting getting, getting far with it. So, you know, spraying the eco, and he's, he's, he's doing really good. Yeah, it, it's such a tough product, you know. It really, especially the brilliant. Um, yeah, so I, I, you guys spray the 98 all the time. Yeah, every day. Do you know much about what they're doing to it to get it to, to work? Um, yeah, 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 yes and no. Yes and no. Um, I think Antonio's got it dialed in. I mean, he has, he has his own, like, rig that nobody can touch, you know. Um, so he's got his own Kremlin rig that no other, you know, no one else touches. But yeah, I mean, um, you're talking like thinning wise, you know, PSI, all that. Um, I, I think it depends. So I think it all depends on the colors and everything like that. But uh, I know we're thinning it a lot. Because they, they have been with those cratering, the cratering and the bubbles. Yeah, the 98 were thinning less for sure. Yeah. Um, than the old stuff. But I mean, we're still thinning a lot. You know, maybe maybe a little too much sometimes, I think. But um you know, Zach, I am at a point where I'm not I'm not gonna step on toes, really. You know. You're an the, finish, the finish looks good, I'm happy with it. Um, you know, if I need to get called in for advice, which I it happens. Uh, but I'm at a point now where uh you know, I don't really have to get involved with that. Yeah, I like that. Um how about what is your favorite piece of paint paraphernalia? Could be tool, equipment, paint, whatever. Like, what do you think of your favorite paint? I got to tell you, shout out to Fast Rack. Man, that Fast Rack stuff is incredible. That guy, I think that guy's got a gold mine. I, I hope someone buys him and he makes a killing because, and hopefully his patents on all that stuff because that's some of the best. That's some of the best stuff, you know. It's 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 incredible. You, 
he's not built like that very often. No, it's built really well, and it's just, you know, it's just, I mean, we needed something like that. I mean, you know, we're still hanging, like, with hangers and stuff like that, you know. But, you know, his racking systems are – I love them. I think, they're, I think they're incredible. And then, you know, I think the Kremlin – I mean, listen, we've been spraying <clears> – we've been spraying at a Kremlin for a long time, you know, a long time. And, um, yeah, I think they make the best machines. I think they make the best pumps. Um, so I like their stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say, I would say fast rack though. Fast rack. I'm, imp I'm impressed every day when I see those doors spinning and, you know, it's just, he's got a, he's got a great system. Dude. And he's here listening. Holy, they, like, I'm so happy you said that because I feel exactly the same way. I mean, I post about it. People must think I'm like an employee of them. It's, I don't know what I would do without it. If you're not using fat, if you're not using two things, if you're not using Festool and you're not using Fast Rack, I, I, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, are, those should be the first things you buy getting into the painting business. Festool I, machines, Festool vacuums and sanders, and uh, Fast Rack equipment. I mean, it's... I think people, when Festival first came out, people thought the same thing. They were like, okay, that sander is, is $600, and I can go to Home Depot and get a $60 sander that's supposed, like, that's a six-inch random orbit sander. And, and all right, same things with vacuums. It was a $600 vacuum versus a $80 shop vac. Mm -hmm. I think the Merca, same. Every, everyone's hitting Merca, Merca, Merca. Hey, Merca's good, too. There's no question. They're, they're... Listen, I got tons of Merca stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I, 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 from a scale perspective, it's Festool. If you're yeah. scaling your, if you're scaling your company, um, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're a six man company and you like Merca, God bless you. I mean, listen, I got Merca carts. I got Merca Sanders in my sand rooms. We sand with Merca every day, but from a scale perspective, from job sites, um, you know, I mean, I have, you know, I have 30 festivals out there. You know, they're, they're, they're awesome at, if anything breaks, um, you know, readily available. Right. So like you need a festival sander, you know, I was, I'm all about training my guys on one thing. You know, I don't want to be like, you know, this is the Merca sanding team and this, you know, so yeah, I like festival. I think they're a good company. I think they make great sanders. Um, like the surf prep stuff too. You know, we get a bunch of surf, surf uh, prep stuff. Um, but from a scaled from, from me scaling the company, you know, I, I, I chose Festool. I just bought I just, a ETS 150 three-millimeter stroke today. Um, I, I agree. I think some people are down here talking about Mercas. I think that if you are sanding for an hour, two hours a day, detailed sanding, Merca's better than Festool. It's a, it's a, it's a fire. That's, That's fair. Wonderful. Very yeah. cool. Insane. It's great sandpaper. The Abernets and like their their Abernets stuff. I mean, listen, I got it all. I got all. I got Merca's whole line. You know, it's but, just it's my, oh, yeah. My guys are sanding all day. Right. All it's best tool, hands down. Yeah, I agree. You push a button and it runs constantly. I'm sorry. <laughs> this it's tiring and you want to hold it like this or like right. this. Like, yeah. When you have to hold that paddle down. No, you're right. You're right. It's but it's great for doing detailed sanding. Yeah, listen, we have in our sand room in our shop, we have 
we have everything. We have Merca, Surf Prep, Festool. Um, we have the Merca cart with the Vax and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, our job sites are all Festool. Every one of our job sites, all Festool Sanders, Festool Vax. Um, you know, I get good deals on it too. You know, I, I like wait for like the stuff that get like that gets, uh, um, you know, like doing the new products come out and everything. Um, and I, I'm able to get some decent, decent discounts on it. So, and I, back to that analogy, I think that the festival to the like Dewalt Random Orbit is the same as like all of the rack systems out there to fast rack equipment. At first, when you see the price tag, I mean, I remember when the first time I bought my first fast rack. I, I, the first time I saw it, I saw the thing, the prices, and I threw it away, and I was like, "That's not for me." Do you know? You know, I was. It's so funny, the consumer. I thought the exact opposite. Really? Yeah. I said, wow, this stuff, this stuff is, I didn't say like it was astronomically expensive. Like I, I watched some of the stuff and I was like, this is incredible. You know, my perspective. No, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Listen, is it, you know, it's not a cheap, it's not a cheap thing, but you know, neither is a wolf range, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and but also I mean, deal with doors that way a ton, like you don't want to be just like picking up and moving around a 200 pound door. And that's where it's like the ability. Phil was moving those massive swing outdoors today by himself. Like, what? He's jacked. <laughs> it's because he's jacked. Not <laughs> but that idea, because the, if you go look at rack system, and there you could go to this other paint rack system and get a, a rack for a quarter of the price, half the price. You can go get door deckers I use forever. I have an arsenal of them. There's a use for those someplace, but the difference between a fast rack and those other racks, I, I'm so glad that you said that that's your favorite piece of paint paraphernalia. Um, Cause I totally agree. All right. So our final question is, uh, cause we could talk, you're, we're gonna have to have you on again. Cause I promised my wife I would stop these at two hours. So happy don't tell I said that either. Happy. What's that? Happy wife, happy life. Yes. She's like, you, you, you can stop. She's, she keeps pushing me to do an hour. And I'm like, I can't get it all in an hour. I have to do two. Um, so, but we'll bring you back because I think this has been awesome. Um, but we need you to dig deep and tell us your most embarrassing so, story. When me and you were talking about this yesterday, I've been thinking about that. I personally don't have one. But Shoreline does. Yeah. Okay. So, and I remember this distinctively. I was probably probably 12 years old. And uh, my dad painted the wrong house. We were in Essex, Connecticut, where he had his restaurant. Client was away. You know, he got the job to go in and paint, paint the house where they were away for two weeks. He painted the neighbor's house. And uh, ended up getting paid for the neighbor's house. No way. Yeah. yeah. And then painted the right house. Because I painted the wrong house and didn't get paid. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he got paid. That's the kind of guy he was. Though. <laughs> That's. You know? But, uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I just, you know, there was nothing that was, you know, I thought hard about it. Like, there's just. Yeah. It's, it's still awesome. I love that. I have, we have the same story. That was my most embarrassing moment. Um, it, 
as insane as it is, sometimes you can paint the wrong house. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. He definitely did. And uh, yeah, he got paid for it, which was amazing. All right, well, hopefully you never have to top that. And you can That's going to be tough to top, man. It is, it is. That's going to be tough to top. Um, Chris, thanks for coming on. I'm really excited. Tomorrow, everybody, you can watch. I'm going to be documenting Chris's crew is coming up to Rhode Island to wash a house for us. Um, you guys should all follow Chris. Everyone start sending him DMs, telling him that he needs to get a marketing assistant so that they can start producing a bunch of content. Um, but seriously, dude, thanks for coming on. You got it, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, buddy. Wow. That was awesome. Chris from Shoreline on a whole nother level. Um, and he just talks about it like it's no big deal. And I know a lot of hard work and a lot of things got him to the point where he's just like, yeah, I sold $5 million this year or, you know, whatever. And I've talked to him a lot. The way you sell $5 million to 80% referral or repeat clients is developing relationships like we talk about all the time and maintaining them and producing. Um, and I think the way you do that is having awesome people on your staff um, and in, on your team. So if you guys don't follow Chris, I encourage you all to go follow uh, at Shoreline Painting. Um, getting to know Chris has been awesome. Every time I talk to him, I learn something. Um, they're really inspirational. If you're in Connecticut, you should go check out his shop because you wouldn't believe that a paint contractor has a shop like that. Um, I forgot to ask him that question. I, I did see that. Did he start off as a normal painter? Did he move to the high end? Um, I, I, I don't know. We'll have to ask him that question next time he comes on. Um, but yeah, thanks again, everybody for coming on and watching this. Um, the interns got the first one up on YouTube. So this is going to be up on YouTube soon. Um, so go check us out. ZK Live on YouTube and ZK Live Clips. Uh, we also have ZK Painting that's going to be coming out soon where we're going to start to put uh, some videos together documenting our projects more in depth. Um, and uh, ZK Zen on YouTube is going to be our like satisfying videos page. Um, the interns are crushing it. They're working on all that stuff. Uh, follow us on TikTok. Uh, TikTok is blowing up. Um, and yeah, thanks for coming. Um, we're going to be moving to two times a week. So I'm thinking Tuesday and Sunday nights. Um, I got to spend some more time at home. This is taking up a lot more time than I thought, especially doing it at the shop. I may try to set up something at home so I can do it either way um, and not have to drive here just to record these. But I'm having a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, again, reach out with any types of questions that you have, um, suggestions for guests. I have a whole list of people. Um, but if you know anybody else, um, I'm, I'm open to continuing to add to that list. Um, but yeah, this was awesome. Thanks guys.